Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Refined Taste Podcast. This next episode we're joined by Rory of Ugly Duck Coffee, located at 89 Charlotte Street. Visit them for a selection of the best coffee and pastries in the city. Enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, uh, another episode of Refine Taste. We are live. I'm Dario, you know that. <laughs> We've got yes, Chris. I'm, I'm Chris, and you know that too. This is Who's this guy though? I'm Rory, now you know that. <laughs> this is how we start every episode. It's a very <laughs> odd way of introducing ourselves. <laughs> oh man, uh, this is episode 14, I believe. Um, but who's counting? Um, I'm very excited to have Rory from Ugly Duck Coffee on with us. What's going Stoked on, Rory? Stoked to be here. Uh, you know, just like setting this up, I, I told Chris, 8 o'clock is great. Bedtime for the kids. And then I hustled over to the shop so there's no interruptions. And yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So, drinking on some, some Happy Earth Ginger Lime Roybus tea. Ready to do nice. this. Nice. Wait, is that treasonous? Because you're a coffee person. Dude, I, I love most beverages. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Fair enough. I, I too enjoy many liquids. Yeah. I always right? say like life is just a balance between like caffeine and alcohol, right? It's just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't agree to the alcohol part because I don't imbibe in that, but uh-huh. I can appreciate where people are on it. Um, fair yes. enough. But I, I do think that a coffee shop is the coffee menu is, is important, but the non-coffee drinks are just as important as the coffee. That is true. That is true because you, yeah, you do sell, you do have tea, you, um, you got a supply of the um, of kombucha from Happy Gut. Shout out to Happy Gut. Okay. Uh, you got. Don't you have a couple of sparkling waters in there too? Yeah, I so forgot. We, yeah, Spindrift, sparkling waters, uh, Saratoga, you know, you know, mm-hmm. waters. Um, but we're always just trying, like, specialty drinks aren't always coffee based. Um, yeah, we just try to always mix it up. Um, we used to have juices when we were open, like yes. people coming inside. So hope to bring those back. You know, <clears throat> kids, mm-hmm. little ones got to have something to drink. You know, and yeah, so children's coffee. Yeah, exactly. Right. The espressos, because they're small. Tiny, tiny. Apple juice, children's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing like that first taste of apple juice in the morning, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, did we switch screens? <laughs> yeah, happen? we did. What just happened? <laughs> Rory, uh, you're hosting with me now, Chris. We're interviewing. Oh man, am I? <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I don't know. What... <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. All right, Chris. So, um, when you opened Ugly Duck, <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, um, Rory, when uh, Ugly Duck it started as like a pop up. Yeah. Where was that? The pop up was it like all over the place or? 
So, yeah, so what we did, we had one salad spot a week, which was at the old Scratch Bake Shop uh, on Park Avenue, which um, that was our first time we popped up and served people. And then we were there pretty much every Sunday until we opened up here as a brick and mortar. Um, But we also bounced around basically from Thursday through Sunday. We would have other spots um, we would try to do a residency. So we would try to pick like Thursdays, uh, Thursday morning afternoons. We were at Fiorella for a while during public market mm-hmm. times. Um, and then we, we did, a uh, we popped up at, um, did a residency at thread on park Ave. If you remember thread, the yeah, yeah, yeah. this thread, that's a great yeah. place. So, uh, we, you know, it was just about like creating community with other local businesses, small businesses, and, and, you know, trying to bring people into their business, but also, you know, get exposure and, and, and meet new people. Um, Yeah. I love that concept of just the collaboration. I feel like a lot of the businesses and, you know, places that we cover, they're all about collaboration. So that's great. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's the, the mist the misunderstanding for a lot of people that aren't in a small business is they they see everyone as competition um, mm-hmm. where we're just like, we're all just, we just want to be a community and raise each other up. There's other people to worry about and we just want to support each other. Um, right. And I think that's a big common theme with a lot of small businesses and, and working with people and creating community, which is huge. That's right. I mean, some of my favorite songs were collaborations. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the Flavor in the Ear remix? That was great. Uh, DMX featuring Cisco. Uh, yeah. uh, Tribe Called Quest with uh, Leaders of the New School. Scenario was classic. Ah, Timbaland featuring One Republic. Yep. Public Enemy and I can't remember who that remix. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's stop that yeah we we just went down a rabbit hole <laughs> you know, did, you, did you know the that buster rhymes was not supposed to be originally on scenario yeah yeah it is crazy and then they just decided to put him on and then everybody had to step up their game because his verse was so fire yeah it's pretty wild i just read about that like <clears throat> a few months ago and i was like no way like how did this even happen <laughs> Um, I feel like Buster Rhymes always seems like he's rapping quicker because he goes the who and the has in between the raps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to Busta, but I'm just saying. Well, he's got the patented he's got the patented spot now. Like he owned it and just went with it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Is he still jacked? Yeah, he's jacked, but he's like a little bit chunky because you know he's probably not going to the gym every day. It's probably every yeah. other day. But yeah, he could probably like tear us both in half pretty easy. Most definitely. <laughs> As he should. He's like, it's like he got like bigger, like bulkier when he shaved his head. Which is I mean, kind of like, funny. He's like 50 something now, isn't he? He's got to be. I would say so. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think he was like, I think he was like in his 20s when I was in my teens. So that makes sense. He got on that same like workout plan as like Dr. Dre and Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they yeah. just everybody's got to wear tight sweatshirts. <laughs> yeah. 
that's 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 the whole plan though that's there's you don't even have to work out just wear a tight sweatshirt and just right. sweat it out you're right. in it. yeah <laughs> unlike of- unlike ugly duck coffee where you got to put some work in <laughs> lifting that, you know going back to the pop-up you know lifting up the bar all the time loading unloading. exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. Rory's jacked under his sweatshirt. Shh. <laughs> <Secret>. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so, Rory, you're um you're based in uh I I remember that spot. It was the, the old 1975 gallery. Yep. Um, shout out yes. to Eric Eric Gleeman, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a cool little spot there. Um, and you took it over like probably directly after him, right? Yeah, basically. So it's 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 a great transition. So Eric, um, Eric was leaving the space, but the owner of the building, the landlord, is uh, awesome, and he basically was a regular of the pop up, um, and he was just like, "Hey, if you're looking for a spot, Eric is leaving um, the studio or the gallery," and he's like, "You should come by, check it out, talk to him." see if you're interested but you can do it like the owner of the building is like an old restaurant guy and he's just like you can do this like you can you know this will work um and so i you know just talked to eric a bunch about the building and his relationship and and you know he was just like it's i can't do it anymore but like it would be a great transition um for for you to move in and so we we made it work and uh, the last gallery opening, I actually popped up here. So like, we actually kind of like, we didn't tell anybody, but like, it was just kind of like a cool changing of the guards and Eric's awesome. Nice. Little handoff there. That's yeah. cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And, you know, Eric and I have like so many similar interests, you know, like art, skateboarding and like punk and hardcore music. So it was like, we were cut from the same cloth and like that transition was just, even though he doesn't like coffee, you know, it's cool. We'll, we'll that's why we have non-coffee drinks on the menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you also got a bunch of baked goods. Like yeah. You, you, you go to a lot of different bake shops <laughs> to get your stuff. <laughs> well, you know, people... There's no diss. So that's just fantastic. No, for me, like, like I don't want to do that. Like, I do not want to worry about, like having our team worry about making something or like having to do that because there's people out there that can do it far better than we can. So what's the point of trying? Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, you know, like flower city bread company, we get croissants from them. We get uh, baked goods from uh, black cat baking company. They do like danishes and scones and uh, uh, chocolate chip cookies. And then we have recently just picked up a couple new, uh, partners and it's been awesome. Um, Solistic Sweets, which is like a new vegan gluten-free bakery, um, and they do these awesome vegan gluten-free cupcakes, um, which we haven't had a ton of gluten-free stuff, and people always ask, and it's been that's been going really well so far. Um, and then uh, Taste of Supreme uh, do cookies for us, and and they're out of the public market and they're crushing it. And those are another gluten-free item that are vegan as well. Um, mm. I'm probably missing someone, uh, but that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> what is, uh, where do you get the ones? 
<laughs> you got these little uh they're not cinnamon rolls they're like a cinnamon bun that looks like a little mini volcano i don't know i forgot what you call them but those uh, are uh, the canal bulares yes yeah that. so like yeah it's like a it's like a danish uh cinnamon roll essentially and black cat does those um, okay sugar pearls on top and it's it, yeah he's awesome um let's do john um he's got stuff now he's he's uh working with uh, doing stuff at abundance um, and then a couple other spots, but yeah, he's just another small business. People like working really hard and, and uh, are really good at what they do. It's like, I could never make that. I, you don't want me baking something like that. <laughs> or even fine too. I mean, I, I trust your coffee skills. <laughs> that, it's it's that tough I to pronounce. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I um I visited actually today. Um, my wife and I came over to the shop. Um, we were we were in Lake George all weekend. That's besides the point. It's beautiful there. Um, awesome. <laughs> but uh, shout out to George. Shout out to the lake <laughs> and George. Did you, did you check out John Brown's uh, camp. <gasps> What's did that? You, uh, John Brown's camps apparently there. Yeah, oh, really? I'm writing all this down as we speak because I need to visit these places. <laughs> uh, well, well, the only re- like so, um, my wife shot a wedding up there, and I had to tag along uh, because it was a last minute thing, and we didn't have childcare, so I like had I went with the kid, or I think with the kids. Maybe I'm mixing up another time, but either way, I went along, and so she went to this wedding, and I was like, I'm going to this museum. Um, and it's John Brown, who is an abolitionist who led Harper's Ferry. Right. Uh, and th- that's where he actually lived with his family was, was up around uh, those lakes. And it's, it's cool. It's like a small little like cabin, um, but they have their uh, headstones there. And, and the folks that died with them at Harper's Ferry came back to there with them. And yeah. It's amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, there was um, Fort William Her- Henry there. And um there were a bunch of guys doing reenactments over there. And this was like a French and Indian war. Um, and they were like, it, it seems like a cooler war or battle to reenact than like the civil war. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Basically is, but, uh, <laughs> but like there were guys uh, dressed up as native Americans with like Mohawk and like all the war paint and stuff. And also assless chaps. Um, there was, we were just like we were walking past this camp and my wife goes uh she's like that guy i think his ass is out (laughs) and i looked i'm like yeah his butt is out it's for mobility i think so uh i mean you gotta be free when you're uh when you're chopping down you know the oppressor you gotta be (laughs) that's right fluid movements yes uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think we should uh, publicly announce fuck Columbus. Uh, I don't know. We it is Columbus Day, and uh, we're not into him. So no shout out to Columbus. No, not friend of the show, Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, um, he's dead, so he can't even hear us. <laughs> it's true. We don't want him on the show. Seance or not, we're not bringing him on. No. No, um, nope. but uh, anyways, yeah, so I was by, <laughs> I came to the shop today and uh, it's 
pretty much <laughs> what's happening in the neighborhood there. It seems like uh, you're going to be surrounded mm-hmm. by apartments and things like that. It's going to be very residential. What do you What do you think about that? So when we when we opened, uh, the whole Charlotte Street wasn't even opened yet. So mm-hmm. uh, when we opened, there was things had just started getting built on the apartment side, and uh, it's been slow ish, fast ish moving. I would say. Um, but at the the end game, I don't know. Like I would love if in front of us wasn't developed. Um, I think that would bring uh, a more neighborhood style to the area rather than just like buildings um, that sometimes lack a community feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been staring at the rubble in front of us for, you know, five years now essentially um, yeah <laughs> so uh but i will you know like the it'll be interesting like we don't get a lot of people from like the necessary direct area really okay. yeah which is really interesting so um at least that i'm not aware of currently we get a sprinkle we get a few folks but like not like people like oh i live right over there like this is awesome um so it's too bad i mean i'm coming from living in brooklyn and like having that neighborhood coffee shop is like everything and Mm -hmm. like we had a couple of spots that we would walk to all the time you know and it just has that vibe you're like oh yeah we're gonna get coffee you can make it at home but obviously if it's down the street or a couple of blocks away, you would go. Yeah. I just feel like that would be ideal, you know, to have that neighborhood coffee spot. I think it, I think it is for some people. And I I think there's just like this weird Rochester mentality um, Mm -hmm. that you can't see it. It's far away. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like when, why people complain about parking. Like if you can't see your car from the business you're going to, it's far away even though it's like just around the corner or something. I don't know. That That's yeah. my, <laughs> my take on yeah. it. There's a, yeah, there's a funny thing about Rochester. Like every, everything is basically 20 minutes max away from you. But like people think, oh, it's all the way across town. It's like, yeah, but that's like five miles. Like if this were any other city, you'd be driving all day. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And you, you get the people that move away and then come back and like, this is so easy. Why, mm-hmm. like, you know, going to Brooklyn, like, oh, I'm going to go into Manhattan. It's going to take me three hours, like, catch a train, yeah. you know, switch this or whatever. And it's like, that's a whole day rather than, like, I'm going to go into the city, but I live in Henrietta. It's like, that's 30 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, with that said, like, the folks that visit us and, the, and that support us are amazing. And, we have a ton of regulars, whether they live close by or, you know, they're driving five, 10 minutes. Um, people have been doing that for years and that's awesome. And we couldn't, couldn't be here doing what we do without that. But also, you know, like that really shows us there is a community, not necessarily right outside our door all the time, but there is a community that is involved with what we're doing and, and psyched on what we're doing. Yeah. No, definitely. I think, um, you know, Rochester is a big coffee drinking city. I don't know oh, if you sure. agree with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
my parents are um shout out to my parents um <laughs> michelle and rob um i don't know if you know them maybe um they know everybody my mom knows everybody um <laughs> yeah you probably know your mom um, your mom hit me up on uh on facebook messenger to say hi one time said, oh. i love what you're doing and i was like oh that's so nice <laughs> shout out to dario's mom thank that's you awesome that was mom. like a month ago i'm sorry i didn't get back to you guys <laughs> mom stop messaging chris please <laughs> no, that's too funny no they're um they're huge coffee drinkers and they they love like all the single what do you call it uh like the single origin single origin yes exactly i'm not i i kind of peripheral type of knowledge but um yeah tell tell me about that what is, what's your the coffee philosophy like where is it coming from what do you what's your favorite to showcase in ugly dog so we're uh we don't roast our own coffee so we are considered a multi-roaster and so how I would compare that to, say, a beer bar, right? Say Tap and Mail is a beer bar, and they right. don't uh, brew their own beer, but they have a ton of offerings, and they highlight different mm-hmm. breweries. We're like that for coffee. So uh, we don't roast the coffee because um, there's so many roasters out there doing such a great job. So we partner with them and serve their coffees and, and expose their coffees to a different market different people um so right now for example we have a roaster called three keys out of houston texas um we just brought them on and we keep our guest roasters on for about three months at a time and so the thought behind that is that we create a partnership and relationship with them but also um we can we can get used to those coffees and then we can keep introducing them to new people that come through our doors um and and I think that's exciting. A revenue stream wise, we're not just like jumping from different roaster, different roaster to different roaster. We're actually like committing for a few months and having that conscious relationship. And right. then we're building upon that. Um, so that's the model that we started out with. And so uh, we use, we switch up a guest and then we have um, a main coffee provider is, is Gimme Coffee out of Ithaca, New York. Right. Um, yes. And so they're, <clears throat> they've been around for almost two, decade, two decades now, um, which is wild. And uh, they had a couple of shops in New York, but until recently they had to close those down. Um, and then they just have a great infrastructure and, and we've built a great relationship with them over the years. Um, but to break it down even more, as far as what kind of coffees those folks are serving. Um, so like you can get the same coffee origin um, by the same uh, cooperative or farm. Um, and it could go to two different roasters and they could, they could influence it in two different ways. And, and what I mean by that, that it'll come out tasting two different ways, both good, but different. And I think that's fascinating. You know, it's like, it's, you're harvesting, uh, uh, a product, a farmed product, you know, so coffee is a cherry, it's a seed that is picked mm-hmm. by hands. Um, so there's so many intricacies that go into that. Um, and that is what makes coffee so fascinating is that we get it on our side and we're the last ones to touch it and serve it and influence it and share it with people, which I think is awesome. Um, but as far as 
favorites, it changes seasonally. Yeah. It changes as far as like what kind of coffees I like, um, whether it's like fruity, uh, acidic, fun coffees that are like crazy on your tongue and, and you can smell blueberries and strawberries or something that I just want like a rich, like chocolatey, earthy, uh, something to stick to the sides of my mouth, like coffee. Um, I tend to like fall wise, fall time. I like chocolatey and kind of like almost like caramelly apple coffees, which mm. right now are like, mm-hmm. like Guatemalan coffees are single origin and have that vibe to it. Um, but, uh, coffee is fascinating. Uh, it's <clears throat> the more you get into it, the more you, uh, find out about it. Um, so right now it's really interesting because I'm taking a, uh, coffee and colonialism, um, workshop, which Ooh. is like, I'm finding out even way more about, uh, you know, a little bit, right. But then you start to dig into it more and more and you're like, man, this, like, this is so messed up. Like how coffee came to be like Mm -hmm. throughout the world and uh you know coffee's the second highest commodity second largest commodity in the world behind oil so like that's the coffee trade is insane um and what what i found out which is blows my mind is that coffee in the late 1800s was sold for a dollar eight a pound and that's like from the farmers, that's what they received, a dollar eight a pound. And it's roughly the same right now. Like the general, the general farmer like, mm-hmm. like gets the same amount of money. That's insane right now. Insane. There's been like just a dollar eight, not counting inflation and all that stuff. A little bit here and there, but that's it. And and wow. it, it's <clears throat> So like, and what we, what we um, fall back on and what I got into coffee is like, we are in the specialty coffee industry. And so mm-hmm. we, we put ourselves on a pedestal saying like, we're paying a premium price for coffees. We're paying the farmers more. We're creating these relationships, which not to take away what we're doing, we are doing that. Um, and the coffee that we're serving in a part of that that chain is far better than what the general farmer is getting, but still mm-hmm. that the fact that that the majority is getting a dollar eight still a pound is like aggravating. Yeah, I can imagine. <clears throat> um, I'd also like to reiterate, fuck Columbus. Just you know, putting it out there. Well, you know, I yes, but also <laughs> the, white people stole coffee. White people stole coffee from from black and brown people, straight up, straight up. Mm-hmm. So like the Dutch smuggled coffee seeds to like, like the Netherlands and then cultivated it to make it a, yeah. a, a colonialist product. Um, yeah, the Dutch, the Dutch have been doing a lot of terrible things. Yeah, my well, not have been doing. Are terrible. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, never, never trust the Dutch. <laughs> but like, it's, it's, shout out it's to Gold Member. <laughs> Dutch. We just that. lost our Dutch audience. I'm I'm one, but we're good. I'm here. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> they make some good um, some wrappers for those that Dude. smoke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only it's so loose. Only it's so loose. Uh, yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, how do you um? You said a lot there, Rory. So I'm trying to catch up. Yeah. Um, how how do you choose which um which ones you the roasters that you feature? Do you go yeah. around and kind of taste them? Do you, how do you do that? Great question. So <clears throat> we get samples all the time. Like folks will hit us up and ask us, "Hey, like." Uh, we'd love to partner with you. What's the process? So we have like a little sheet that we send them um, and tell them how we operate. So uh, if you don't want to wait three to six months to a year to be served on our bar, that's cool. Uh, but there is like uh, a staggered way that we do it. You have like a waiting list right now? Kind of, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So we switched it up recently to, to, uh, instead of folks just sending us stuff, like I've been actively looking for a different variety of roasters to highlight different people like roasting coffee um, that aren't your stereotypical like white coffee business owners. Um, so right now, Three Keys is this awesome uh, black couple from Houston, Texas. And mm -hmm. uh, they just started roasting um, at the end of 2019. So they're super new. Um, they're doing super, super good coffees, which I'm excited about. Um, but, uh, we get sent coffees all the time. So we cup them. So the cupping is like taste is a wine tasting, kind of like a wine tasting. So there's a, a way that we can actually like taste, um, coffees and before we like just brew tons of different coffee. Um, so we'll, we'll taste the coffees in a cupping and, uh, see if we like them, see if we vibe with the, the people that are sending us the coffees. We'll talk to them, kind of create like a conversation rather than just like, oh, your coffee's good, cool. Um, you know, we have some criteria that, you know, we want uh, these companies to meet. Like, do you, do you support, uh, you know, pro-choice initiatives? If you do, cool, we're, we're with you. Uh, if you donate to uh, causes that we think, you know, like, like if you donate to, uh, any like non, you know, like supporting like the fundamentals of what we believe as a mission, as a company, like we're not yeah. with it. Wow. We I mean, so it's not just about the coffee and what it tastes like. Yeah. You know, part of it is, but part of it is also like who we're working with, like we're a community and we, and we need to support people that believe in the same values that we do, you know, like definitely uh, we want to invite people into that process, but we also like, we, we want to have a standard for ourselves too and be psyched on who we're partnering with. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Um, I used to play baseball and uh, cupping just had a, a really different meaning. <laughs> Thank God that's not how they cup coffee. That's it was, it was <laughs> used in hazing. Um, <laughs> I don't have to paint it out for you. <laughs> It's not a real thing. I'm making it up, right? Um, <laughs> no, that's awesome. I really like that. I mean, it's interesting. You know, last week we had um, Laughing Gull on, and you know, the they they spoke about chocolate in the same way, coming from the the cacao bean and how that's treated and roasted and everything. Um, and I, you know, there's definitely a similar process with coffee. Yeah, 
hundred percent like the single origin aspect of chocolate is super similar to single origin of any product, really, not just even coffee, but like you think about hops or you think about, you know, vineyards, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and that's what we're trying to, the coffee industry is saying, you know, has been for a long time seen as a commodity um, in the grocery stores and people don't value it as much as like wine or craft beer or, you know, now single origin chocolates. So we're, we're trying to be like, Hey, like let's, this, there's value here. Um, and let's, let's talk about that. Not only from an origin standpoint and, and country standpoint, but like from a farmer standpoint. So a lot of times now on, on coffee bags, you'll see farmers names highlighted as well as the origin in region where it's coming from because you know being in america we see guatemala and it makes sense like oh it's a country but like uh guatemala there's more to guatemala than just guatemala you know there's right guatemala city and antigua and, and and a whole variety of different cities and then there's villages alongside that too which you know there's <laughs> if we said new york like I don't, I'm trying to think of like, if you said, if, if someone in LA was serving a garbage plate and it just said New York on it, you'd be like, that's not New York. That's Rochester. Like, right. Like you want, you want the stamp on it. <laughs> I was like my garbage that's plate. Perfect single analogy. origin. <laughs> single origin garbage plates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I heard, I heard a, uh, uh, place in uh, Brooklyn tried to say that the garbage plate was like from Buffalo and the backlash to that article was fantastic. <laughs> I, uh, so. I don't know if that person is uh, alive anymore, but <laughs> I haven't heard anything from them. So, <laughs> I mean, do your research, I guess. Like, Yeah, <laughs> just do your research. Definitely. <laughs> Um, I think it is right, the garbage plate trademarked by Nick Tahoe's. Is that a thing? Is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that's why every other plate in town is not a garbage plate. It's always a something plate or something platter. Just you know? synonyms, right? They open the thesaurus yeah. and they're like rubbish, trash, yeah. right? Yeah. Compost. <laughs> it's like yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Rory, let's talk about uh, your brand a little bit. Ugly sure. Duck. Where where does that come from? Uh, so it, it was. You can do latte art, and when you mm-hmm. make uh, lattes or or milky drinks, and so there's you can pour hearts, rosettas, uh, and I was working on pouring swans. Um, so you can pour like a pretty swan. Uh, Mario works on the bars. Is awesome at them. Me, not so much. Shout out to Mario. Um, and, uh, I was, I was attempting it and my wife was like, that looks like an ugly duck. Like your swans look like ugly ducks. And I was like, cool. Like, that's it. Like coming up with a name for things is so hard. It's like exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of got to the, I kind of got to the point where like, I just, we just want it fun. We want it to like stick with people and not be too coffee centric. Um, I mean, you think of coffee shops and there's, there's, every aspect of, of an actual coffee is related to it. And we just wanted to get away from that. We wanted to have fun with it. Um, and then the term ugly just became its own thing, which, you know, I, I think is awesome. 
Right. No, definitely. You can see that branding all over mugs and uh, <laughs> and sweatshirts that you can't get because they're all sold out. But um, <laughs> they, coming soon. Wrote, coming soon. they're coming soon. Okay. That's what I keep hearing. But uh, I think you still got the pins. You got the pins, right? We have the <clears throat> we have some shirts and we have the uh, diamond pins. We don't have yeah. the ugly pins yet. Back. We'll get. We'll get. Okay. Some. Yep. Cool. Okay. All right. We'll be on the lookout for those. Yeah. Make sure you jump on there quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need a. I need one of those dad hats. The ugly ones. Ugly like yeah, you do. Yeah. You need an ugly dad hat. <laughs> do I need a? <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't need that. <laughs> Rude. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm feeling spicy today. <laughs> Speaking of spicy, uh, great segue. Here we go. We're uh, pros, man. I knew uh, it was coming. I knew yeah. it was coming. I actually, I Chris, did you have it when you visited? Oh yeah, I have it almost yeah. every time. If I don't have that, I have one of the. I have a dirty chai. Did it? Did it burn? Did it burn your throat? Did it? <laughs> no, it felt fantastic. You know, my nasal passages were clear. It was great. I heard it. I heard it. It cures cures COVID, I heard. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here, guys. Dr. Fauci approves the spicy mocha. (laughs) Spicy eyes mocha is probably one of the best mochas in town. I love a Mexican chocolate. And uh, that, that really hits the spot. Um, yeah, really makes your throat feel great. Um, <laughs> like I said, clears you out a little bit. It is delicious. I'm, I'm so happy that you love it so much. <laughs> I, yes. I had it too. Um, my Take wife, that for she, somebody who eats ghost peppers all the time. Yes. <laughs> so, I am, I'm the, I'm like, <clears throat> as far as like spicy, like I am not that person. Like, I'll I'll try something. I'm like, if you think that's good, cool. Because like, I, that's not for me. Um, well, I appreciate you opening up your your menu to <laughs> <two> things then. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of of folks that enjoy enjoy it. Um, and but it, you know that that the. Uh, the uh, spicy mocha was uh, originally came on the menu from one of our former baristas who moved back to uh, California. Um, yes, we uh, do miss her. Gabby, who's awesome. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, she's uh, it's she's made her spot on the menu, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Gabby. Um, my wife had uh, one of the chais there too, and she really enjoyed that. She's very choosy about chai. Well, I'm yeah. glad. We basically, we take Happy Earth's chai and then we just amp it up. We want, we want it to be uh, less sweet and like have that like mm-hmm. spice vibe to it rather than um, a, a lot of the chais that I've had or experienced have been like mostly sugary and, and sweet and we just wanted it to be more like warming and, and yeah, yeah. Spice. Yeah, like you can almost tell which one's a powder and which one was like, you know, made with a little love. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, no, it's awesome. Uh, 
Yeah, my spicy chai was delicious, by the way. Yeah. Um, yes. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So how is, uh, I, I saw your setup there. Um, this is your, your COVID setup. How has that been working out? Good. Like I said, like our community and the people that support us are awesome. Um, our team has been awesome adapting to, to all the nuances of everything. Uh, and I think, you know, when we, we're lucky to have the space that we do have, like the front door and the, and the awning over it. Um, and I think that giving us uh, the, the, the time to do that, like has been great. People have been super receptive, appreciative of how things have been working out. Um, and I'm excited that we've gotten through this like nice weather, which has been great. The summer was like super, super great summer as far as weather goes. Mm -hmm. um, not too rainy and just the temperature was like not too hot. And so it was, it was, we couldn't ask for a better time of year to do that. Um, but now it's starting to cool off. So soon we're planning on opening our doors back open again. Um, but it'll still just be takeout only. And uh, until I think until like COVID is like, we, we figured something out. Um, right. Me personally, like, I don't feel comfortable going to sit down and eat inside anywhere um, or even outside right now. Uh, I've been like takeout only, uh, which I'm a big fan of. Um, right. So I think once we, once we, my wife and family and I like feel comfortable doing that, that's when we'll probably open back up to having people sit inside again. Yeah, no, definitely. And it takes stress off of the team, like our team to navigate people, like put your mask on. No, don't put, take your mask. You know, like I, I don't want to stress people out on so many different levels. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I work, uh, I work at a bank. I'm a manager at a bank and, uh, you know, we deal with a lot of those same issues, people coming inside and how to, you know, deal with people coming in with symptoms and, uh, people that don't want to wear masks or wear them properly or things like that. So yeah, it's a whole uh, can of worms, definitely. Yeah, I mean, and we want to we want to keep each other safe. That's the whole idea. So mm -hmm. that's that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it could definitely get ugly. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, Rory, thank you so much for doing this, man. Um, I hope you had fun. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, we didn't I, get uh, to uh, we didn't get to Chris's uh, terrible ideas corner. Oh, oh yeah, let's, the Chris's yeah. horrible ideas corner. Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. All right, so here's what I'm thinking. We know that you care about the community. You're like you keep your your not even your politics. You keep your values. You know displayed in the store so i'm thinking of some new drinks that you you can have you got the spicy eyes you got the chai fieri um have you thought about maybe a black lattes matter um or a cafe au liberté which is you know like a nice french coffee with a little bit of milk and freedom uh frappe the police can be a like a whipped thing um uh, people flat whited will never be defeated. 
I think that would be good because, you know, it's a nice blend of the black and the white. Um, <laughs> this is, if you want like a mellow mocha, maybe a, this is what democracy looks like. <laughs> you know, oh. it'll be nice in the field. Yeah. Uh, no justice, no steep. That'll be, that, that's probably a T though, right? Yeah. That's yeah maybe, maybe we can just do like a, a quick dunk of tea, like tea bag. Yes. Yes. Right. Perfect. No steeping, no steeping. Yeah. I think the uh, the most important one would be a cab. That is uh, all coffees are beans. If you put that on the menu, I think you'll get a lot of, you'll get a lot of positive responses, <laughs> especially on Twitter. Twitter is where the most wholesome responses come. So yeah, you, you know, think, think about it. Think about it. Shoot, shoot me a message with those, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, if you if you need help, like with ingredients, I don't. I'm not sure what goes in the coffee, beans, <laughs> milk, mocha. Like, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> if they don't work out, I think you should send most of those to Ben and Jerry's because. <laughs> oh my God! They definitely would. <laughs> they would definitely. <laughs> <laughs> So these are coming to you for free, Rory. So either take yeah, them or leave them. Yeah, I'm not even asking for a percentage. Like I just, I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll buy my own product. We're good. We're doing exactly. it. That's right. <laughs> um, is that is that the end of your corner, Chris? Is that it? Yeah, that's that's all yeah. I got. That's all I got. You were prepared. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Rory, how, how can people find you and uh, Ugly Duck Coffee? Uh, physically, we're at 89 Charlotte Street, uh, Rochester, New York. Um, technically, it's the East End, but we're in between East Avenue and East Main Street um, by the vacant part of the inner loop in between there. How about <laughs> yes. um, and then so it's, uh, got, it's right behind the little and the yep. defunct hearts over there. Yep. Yeah. R.I.P. Hearts. R.I.P. Hearts. Yeah. Um, and Little's awesome. Can we get a shout out to the Little? The yeah, little yeah. Shout out, out to the Little. Um, they're opening now. The cafe is open. I'm not sure what they're doing with the theater yet. They're doing. They're doing those like online like uh, movies that they get still. Oh, like, okay. Still cool stuff. Good. Good. <clears throat> but uh, just an institution of Rochester, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the little theater.org i'm pretty yep. sure is the website yeah and then uh uh social media wise everything is just ugly duck coffee so twitter yep. uh instagram uh facebook which we rarely do much with um and then our yeah, website... nobody facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute <laughs> um, and then we have uh the website is ugly so perfect perfect get that up and you can order online that's where i was going boom boom yeah which which is good which is great so nice i don't know how that's working triple <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh yeah i love your uh your instagram you guys got a great social media presence yes um Yes. The design of everything's really, you know, I'm impressed by that. So it's, it's cool stuff. So check them out. Ugly Duck. Um, just punch it in. Ugly Duck Coffee into 
whatever you're looking at right now, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're all I mean, wait until after the show. <laughs> and you got your phone right there. I mean, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pretend like you're not just scrolling through something right now. Right. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rory, thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, we'll be visiting you again for some more um, uh, spicy mochas, COVID yeah. I'll, I'll vaccine. Tomorrow, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I will be here tomorrow for sure. So thank you guys so much. Thanks Perfect. for having me and, and for putting this together. Um, appreciate it. Yeah, so, man. Keep, keep getting out. Always a pleasure. Most definitely, Rory. Take care, buddy. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> All right. See ya. Cheers. Hey, that was fun. That was fun. Ugly Duck Coffee. Check them out. Uglyduckcoffee.com and uh, all over social media. Um, yes. Definitely, I want one of those hats. Rory, hook me up with all those hats, man. Come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you need it. You need it. I'll buy the coffee. Just hit me up with one of those hats. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, yeah, so I was in Lake George. I'm trying to think of... Oh, yeah. I ate at uh, A&W. You know A&W? Really? Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they had they had an old A&W there that's been there for like 50 years. And, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. The last day that they were open for the season was yesterday, and that's when I ate there. So I got, um, I should post this. Maybe I'll post this on the Facebook group sometime during the week. But I got the the frosty mug and I did a root beer float because you have to. Yeah. Honestly. And I got. Yeah, it's an A&W. Yes, definitely. And it was awesome, man. It was sweet. I took a picture with the bear, too. I'll post the fo- some photos exactly. this week. <laughs> I think I think I saw the picture of the bear. Did you? Yeah. I think I saw the picture of the bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was pretty cool. That thing is huge. Yes. That thing is tremendous. You were like a little baby <laughs> like next to it. Oh, that that bear. That's a different bear. <laughs> You're just taking pictures of a bunch of bears? Yeah, no, this is the I don't know if you could see. This is the other bear. There he is. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's a totally that's, different bear. Here, hold on. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you the bear that you're talking about. You know, this bear was huge. <laughs> yeah. That one. Look at that thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I laughed out loud at that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I mean, when you see a bear like that, um, you know, you just got to take a photo with him, so. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. Uh, mm-hmm. This was a fun show. Rory was awesome. Um, I had a lot of fun, man. Um, next week, let's talk about next week. Um, I think, I don't know what she goes by, but her name, Mina, I, I should have asked her, but she's Chef Mina. And currently she's, um, uh, I want to, I'm going to get this wrong, but she's like the executive pastry chef for U of R currently. Um, yes. and she used to have, uh, I went to high school with her. That's how I know her. Um, but, uh, she used to have a, a bake shop of her own. She sold it. She kind of works there every once in a while. Um, 
it's delicious, delicious bake shop. <clears throat> but um, she has been on Food Network multiple times doing like the like holiday war type shows. So mm-hmm. she's done like um, the Girl Scout cookie one. She did like uh, Bakers versus Fakers. And she's got one coming up that's going to be on, I think, November 1st. Um, the Holiday Wars. You know, have you seen any of these shows, Chris? I've seen none of them, but I love. <laughs> Thank you I for like your honesty. And baking. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not gonna pretend like. Yeah. I haven't like I I know the shows that I like, and I I just haven't been on Food Network. I'm sorry. No, I'm oh, not well. sorry. Okay. <laughs> I like anything that Padma Lakshmi does. That's <laughs> that's usually my standard. Well, I, I've I seen some of these shows. <laughs> this one, like Holiday Wars, they're just like uh, themed. They make themed cakes, and she's she makes amazing cakes. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to her. Um, I don't know what we're gonna eat with her. I gotta I gotta I gotta contact her. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna yeah. figure it out. But the next couple of episodes are gonna be like Halloween themed. Um, and then following that on the 26th, we got pizza wizard. Um, so if you live in Rochester and you like food and you haven't heard of pizza wizard, you don't like food. I don't think, um, (laughs) wow. I'm just saying (laughs) you heard her here first. You don't like food. That's what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) so pizza wizard, it's like Detroit style pizza. It's going to be opening up um and just punch that into instagram um i think it's going to be opening up next weekend actually so we're going to have them on and uh, i'm really excited to eat them again uh because i've already eaten yeah. some pizza yeah i still need to get to uh i still need to get to their uh pop-up i'm doing it yes two thumbs up i have to do All it this right. week let's go <laughs> i'm i'm in all right chris have a great week i'll see you um we'll we'll be hanging out with mina next week all right guys have a great week stay safe peace